Welcome to another episode of the Balancing Hormones Naturally podcast, where we offer actions and steps you can take today to start balancing your hormones naturally. This is your podcast host, Leah Brueggemann. I am a functional diagnostic nutritional practitioner. I am honored and excited to be your guide on your journey to better understanding your hormonal health and how it affects your everyday life. Hey ladies, welcome back to another episode of the Balancing Hormones Naturally podcast. We are just jumping in, so Killian's nursing, and I'm pretty sure Landon's going to come down at some point, but you know, better late than never. So I wanted to bring on Gina Trimmer because we talk all the time about managing stress, finding accountability, getting support, and I want her to come on and talk about the power of community. So. I'm going to let you take it away and introduce yourself and tell us who you are and that you travel the world, basically. You do. I do. Hi, ladies. Hey, thank you for having me here. I'm so excited to get to talk to your community because, like you said, I am a huge advocate for community. So the fact that you have your own community and I'm starting my own community, I love bringing those them all together because we are women and, like, Nothing is cooler than groups of women coming together for common goals and commonality. It's just the most powerful thing. Well, yes, I, where do you even begin? So my husband and I, our story, I, let's go back even further. I am raised in Utah. I am the typical Utah, what you would believe, family, (laughs) LDS, eight kids in our family, and that has influenced me and impacted me a lot there's a lot of things not good or bad just things that you know happen in your life or people in your life that influence you for the better part of it it has influenced me because I have never felt like I couldn't just go to a neighbor or go to the woman down the street or you know and along with a big family as well I've always been surrounded by lots of women aunts and cousins and everything so I've always felt lucky to have that kind of sense of community right so it was always if you had a baby the whole relief society or the whole neighborhood would be hey it takes a village right they would be bringing you casseroles or they would be checking in on you or helping babysit the other kids or whatever whatever so I have been so lucky to have that well it clicked to me and I don't know why I never put it together. I, you just assume when you have these kinds of things, you assume everybody has these kinds of things, right? right? Well, I heard Reese Witherspoon on Glennon Doyle's podcast, and she was talking about when she was this Hollywood starlet at the age of, I think, like 21 or something, and she had her first baby, and she was talking about how she was clueless, She had, which was very young. 21's pretty young to have a baby, not in Utah culture, but in California culture, for sure. Yeah. And especially Hollywood, she's like, it was unheard of. And no one, I was like the pariah. No one wants to be friends with the lady that's schlepping around a baby, right? Mm-hmm. So she, A, didn't know what to do. She's a first-time mom, and we all know what first-time mom feels like. And her mom yeah. was a nurse back where, back in Tennessee or wherever. I don't know where they're from, but anyway. So she says, I just was just yearning for this community, this need for help and whatever. And she found this mommy and me group. And sorry if you hear me kind of like shaking, I'm freezing. I just told Leah my office is like freezing right now. And I'm like, You're fine. <laughs> and she says, I found this mommy and me group and these women became my, my saviors, honestly, for everything from 
lactating, from baby sleeping through the night, from anything. You know, they would just check in on me. And I thought, if Reese Witherspoon can't find friends, this is this is wild, right? Yeah. This is happening to so many women that they don't feel like they can find community. Even if you think about you move to a new city once you're out of school, where do we make all of our friendships, basically? And where do we learn how to hone in on those close bonds and that's like usually in school right Mm -hmm. well once we're 40 years old and we've already got kids where do we go to find those kind of relationships and do we have the social capacity to come out of our own comfort zone to you know go to the park if yeah you can go to the park can you walk up to someone and say, can we be friends, right? It, it's not <laughs> that easy. think you're a serial killer. Yeah, yeah. Hey, will you be my friend? Or at the gym, you know, you're in the same class as some women and you, you know, it takes a lot to come out of your own comfort zone. And I'm figuring that out as well, that a lot of women don't feel the same way as me. I can walk up to a complete stranger and be like, hello, let's be besties. And they're like, okay, you know, probably not. They're usually like, you're weird. But I have no problem with that, right? So yeah. community means a whole lot to me. So that's that's my childhood. Bringing you up to when my husband and I, the beginning of our story probably is the recession that hit the construction industry so hard. Obviously, it hit everything, but it hit the construction industry, especially here in southern Utah and like Phoenix and Vegas and California, you know, very hard. So we lost everything. We had just been married in 2006, and so we made it till like 2010 before we actually really lost everything. So we had a good two years while everybody else was suffering still that we still was were just kind of scrapping along. But we finally lost everything in 2010 and moved into his grandparents' basement. I was pregnant with our first baby, and obviously he couldn't work there was no work for him to do so all of all of our money was my income as a dispatcher a 911 dispatcher which honestly now they make pretty decent money that but mm-hmm. at the time because of the recession the city and and government was in uh spending not spending freeze but budget freezes you know so i was really only making like 14 dollars an hour it was not a lot of money So we had lost everything. I mean, cars repossessed, home taken away. Um, We were negative. Actually, if you go to my podcast, you can listen to it in detail. My husband breaks it down. But the company was in in the hole like $600,000, and we couldn't bankrupt. We couldn't Chapter 11 or bankrupt because the note was guaranteed by his parents' property. So we couldn't let that go under because then that would mean they would lose their property as well. And then for us personally, we didn't realize when you have your vehicles repossessed, whatever they're not worth at auction, you end up having to pay. So, yeah, so we had this like $50,000 truck because we were living high, you know, making so much money, but we're just spending more than we were making. We had these really nice vehicles. So when they repossessed them, we were like negative $6,000 in these vehicles type things. So we were not only zero we were way below zero so it took it took some soul searching and we came together and kind of made it a decision that we wanted to basically it's my favorite quote and I always say it's so wrong but the point of it is we wanted to live now like no one else lives so that we can live later 
like no one else lives, right? So we budgeted, we, I mean, we cut everything down to the bare minimal of everything. And then of course we had our first baby and he was a NICU baby and, and $10,000 later. And, you know, of course life happens, but we just buckled down, did everything we could to save every penny from my, whatever we could get from my dispatch job. And luckily my husband started wheeling and dealing and figuring out different kinds of investments. So uh, six years later, basically investment property and turned into this investment property, turned into this investment property. But we, we figured it out. And six years later, we left the country with our two little boys, two at this time. So in the meantime, before I had my second baby, I actually got to quit my job. My husband made it so that our investment properties could become my job and I could take our little boys to go clean them and manage them. They were, they were vacation rentals. So that was amazing that he he made it he made it able for me to be a stay-at-home mom, right? So, we were able to leave in 2017 with our two little boys and basically with a one-way ticket to Paris and traveled the world for 3 years over 40 countries. So That's so cool. Yes. I'm just Stressful, looking at this little actually. guy and I'm like, "Hello little boy." Oh Hi. yeah. <laughs> He's like all happy. Uh, finally fat and happy yeah well I typically talk with you in the evening and by the evening he's like raring to like go to sleep or eat and so in the mornings he's a little bit more I know I sit and bounce with you yeah bouncing I'm trying to do our call and I'm like well Leah's bouncing and then I catch myself and I'm like oh stop bouncing anyway so yes it was stressful our our life was full of Ups, downs, unders, overs, sideways, you know, that first investment property took every penny we had scraped and scraped to save, Mm -hmm. and it was really hard to do it. But, you know, I just trusted him, and we had made the commitment, and there was nowhere to go but up. I mean, there was, you know, whatever. We were already living in the basement and raising our son with his grandparents, and luckily we had support, family support, but... And then traveling around the world, yeah, it was really, it was actually really funny because stress, yes, there's going to be things that are so weird now looking back, the things that we had no concept of, like freeways with tolls, that one of the biggest stressors in France was when you get to the freeway, the first toll you take the ticket. Well, so we sat there trying to pay it, trying to pay, trying to pay, (laughs) like why won't it let us pay? And so we were doing circles, like, on the freeway, trying to not have to go through but try to figure out what was happening. And finally, we got a hold of this. He he's, uh, was stationed at Bellawood. We had met him. He was from Oregon, but he and his family were stationed at Bellawood. And we finally got a hold of him, and he's like, okay, dum-dums, listen. You take the <laughs> ticket, and then when you exit the freeway, wherever you exit the freeway, you pay. And we're like, oh, you know, like, but just... It's so obvious now, but at the time it was something that caused a lot of stress. And also at the same time, my husband, we have no idea. We've never traveled out of the country before. And so he's Mm -hmm. got his two little boys and his wife and he feels like he has to completely protect us at all, all the time, you know? And so he has to research where we're going and where we're going to stay and make sure that we're safe and what kind of crime. It's funny for Americans, especially to go to any other country and, feel like it's going to be unsafe because their view on America is like I'll get killed in a road rage incident like someone will murder me there's no way I'm going to go to America you know and we're like what that won't happen so it's kind of funny how you view different 
things. Yeah. Well, different. I mean, it's probably just so interesting, like going to different cultures, too, because this is a global audience. And, you know, I come like I've been to Europe, but like I've not lived there or anything like that. And so I always come from this perspective of the U.S. And it's just crazy because I'll have some people message me sometimes and they're like, Okay, so you know that thing you were talking about or that food you were talking about? What's a substitute? Because we don't have that over here. I'm like, you don't yes. have that over there? <laughs> so it's just kind of crazy to me, like, how different it is. And you can kind of get stuck in your own zone of what you're used to. You know what's really um, interesting yeah. is actually, especially Australia, actually bans foods uh, from America. Like oh, you can't even get foods because America food is so horrible. You know, like I think things like macaroni and cheese and pop tarts and like you look for these kinds of things and they won't even allow it in their country or something like that. And we're like, wow, okay, well, good for you for trying to Isn't have healthier that, like, options. So sad though, like how like bad. That's how bad the US system is with food. Which I guess is kind of interesting. Like you've you've traveled all over. Do you notice that too? Like, do you notice a difference in the food? Yes. Well, you know what? I'm. This is kind of a two way street though, because when we first went to Europe, my kids were young, and the food is different, and so we ate at like every McDonald's in Europe. I'm not kidding you. I think we came back with a with a um, tote totes worth full of Happy Meal toys because our kids were at the time five and two and Hayes, the two-year-old, he was actually really funny. He was really good and he would eat, he would try everything, but my five-year-old, he was just like not having it. And so to alleviate a lot of that culture shock, we did, we went to McDonald's a lot. So I will never um, slander to the point of Ew, McDonald's is so bad because it honestly saved at least my child was eating right it saved us through those times but yeah it's I, other than that I think the only other funny things we noticed were, were in Australia when we were trying to find some things and people were explaining to us that those foods were so horrible but you know what was really interesting to us is we we watch these food shows all the time and Andrew Zimmern actually was in some random like very um small village somewhere and they were feeding him like bugs or whatever whatever their meal you know kind of whatever their meals and he was like what you know and then he tried feeding the kids in the village hot dogs and they wouldn't eat it they refused to eat it and I thought that is so interesting I actually like even going off of McDonald's like, it's probably was better, though, out of the U.S. than it is here because, like, they ban on all of these things like high fructose corn syrup and dyes and, you know, titanium dioxide and all these obnoxious things. And, yeah, that's a podcast for a whole other rant. Um, but anyways, so I'm here for me, it. Tell me about your mission with community. Like, why do you think that community is so important, especially for women as they are growing and thriving? Because I think, um, I guess I'm just coming from the health aspect. When I always talk to women, I always tell them, like, one of the biggest game changers in your health is accountability, right? And 
I love the fact that I do group programs because you have all of these other women that are doing the same thing as you. They're trying to feel better, right? They're trying to, you have a common goal. So I love giving them that aspect. So I'd love to like kind of talk about like your, your viewpoint on that and why you're creating what you're creating. Well, my whole thing, I love the accountability. Yes, I will come back to that. My whole main goal, my main objective is starting with yourself because all of these women, and and not in the sense like lone wolfing it. No, I mean, community is so important, but you have to look at yourself first and be able to know that you are something that is so important to someone else. You are so important. You know, you have to be able to be so sure of yourself and and women are not. They are absolutely not. They are for whatever reason we badmouth ourselves, we want to believe the worst in ourselves, we don't see the good in ourselves. And but it's so funny that we're we're such nurturers that we want to see all these things in other people and we want to see all these things that other people have, but why can't we see them in ourselves, right? Yeah. So my whole goal with community is helping these women first see how important they are as themselves and what they bring to the table and then show them, use that nurturing spirit to show them how what they bring to the table can encourage the good to come out of this other person in the community, right? Or, and that's the accountability. It's like you, you, we want to naturally feel like we're helping someone else. We just all feel that way. So Mm -hmm. in a community like that, when you're holding someone else accountable, you are helping them and you feel you feel that you feel your nurturing come through. Right. And I think in that way, you start to see yourself in, in the different context. You start to see your strengths come through when that starts happening. So, and it's kind of, what's the word? It's kind of like full circle because you're doing that for someone else. They're doing that for you. So you're both getting the same, you're both benefiting the same way, right? Right. It's just a different way of thinking about community because community, of course, you think about it as all of these different people being part of this same common goal. Yes, that is definitely part of it. But in doing that, in fulfilling that common goal, you're actually strengthening yourself. And that is my, before any other part of it, that is my main, main objective, first and foremost. Do you feel like you are doing a semi-good job at implementing things from this podcast? Or do you feel like it's all great knowledge, but I haven't actually implemented any things? Or do you feel like you have a lot of questions? You just need some accountability. You want it step-by-step laid out. Then the Hormone Reset Program is for you. It is open for enrollment right now. The Hormone Reset Program is our signature eight-week group program. And this is... This is where you're going to nail your foundations and really start to see incredible differences in your health. So in the Hormone Reset Program, we're going to take you step by step through 
how to implement your foundations so that you can be consistent and finally start seeing those differences. So a lot of times I'll hear people say, well, how does this work in a group program? That's because everybody needs to work on balancing their blood sugar. Everyone needs to support their liver. Everyone needs to support their gut. Those foundations don't change. You need to learn how to track your cycle. You need to understand your cycle. But a lot of times when you are starting to implement these changes, you go, okay, I have a question. I have a question. I have a question. This doesn't make sense. And that is where the group program and the group Q&As and the group calls can really be life-changing for you. Because so many times when we start implementing changes, we have questions and then we can't find the answers easily. And then we get frustrated and we quit. Or you start implementing changes and you just go, hey, I just need this accountability of other women doing it with me. Then the Hormone Reset Program is for you. So we have all these training modules for you. You have a Facebook accountability group where we, we, you're like, who on earth is that, Leah? That's me. That's Caitlin. We are your coaches and we are in there answering questions for you every single day. We're looking at your meals. We're helping you tweak your meals. It's eight weeks, you guys, a gift to yourself to finally truly start seeing a difference and start feeling amazing. So we have had women come out of this with painful, painless periods. They went in with painful periods. We've had women come out with way more stable moods. They came in because they had PCOS, PMDD, and they started, they got their cycle back. They regulated their cycles. Um, We've had so many hormone reset babies, which is so exciting. Women get rid of their bloating, get rid of their hormonal acne, get rid of their hormonal migraines. They've finally been able to lose weight. So if any of these symptoms are resonating with you, then the hormone reset program is I am sure a great fit for you. If you go, okay, I am not quite sure. I just encourage you to click on the link in the show notes or just go to leahbrugeman.com and read the testimonials. Read the stories of the women who have been through this before you. And if you feel like you still aren't sure if this is a good fit for you, please reach out to me personally on Instagram, leah, L-E-A-H underscore B-R-U-E-G, or send us an email through the contact form on the website. We want this to be a empowering decision for you. We want you to feel safe. We want you to feel comfortable. So if you are in any way unsure, please reach out to us. But this, this is one of the biggest changes that you can make to just start feeling amazing. So, well, I guess tell us what you are doing with community and like kind of what's yeah, absolutely. I, I think sometimes we're like, oh, community is great. I'd love to have like a circle of women to help support me, but no one ever does anything about it. I know, right? <laughs> well, and the common misconception usually, because it's a stereotype for a reason, is women and anybody really, I shouldn't say women, but for our purposes, I will say women. Women uh, tend to, uh, I don't know, that's a hard way to say, but society kind of shows us as if someone else is successful, we want to cut them down or we want to tear them down or we want to take away the the fact that they're successful in something, right? Mm -hmm. Or they got lucky, right? Mm -hmm. And and obviously that's not everything. You can have your, your little group of women that, that support you. But even in the closest-knit groups, 
there can still be resentment there can still be but when you so when I created this community and I know there are so many other communities out there that I'm like yours that I'm so excited about that when you bring together women with this common goal of being a better person whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like right it doesn't mean I'm not trying to make women be me I'm not trying to say that you're only good if you travel around the world or you're only good if you're this religion or you're only good if your body type looks like this I am saying that you are again back to being the perfect you right the Mm -hmm. best best you that you want to be that that looks different for you and that's the goal is to be the best you and so each woman each woman in the community is striving for that same goal but we're doing it the same way together so that's kind of I feel like I'm just rambling on something let me tell you about revitalized womanhood and then we'll tell (laughs) let me tell y'all what what I actually am doing okay so my community is the women's version of my predecessor and my business partner Ryan Mickler who is the founder of Order of Man which he started like it's almost seven years ago or over seven years ago. And then he created his men's membership inside of Order of Man called the Iron Council about over five years ago. So what that is for men is, and and these men that any of you ladies have heard of this, or if you have a man in the Iron Council, you know the proof of this is these men hold each other accountable to, I mean, lose what if, whatever it is for, for betterment, like lose weight, be stronger father figures, be better husbands, be um, more productive and profitable in your work, you know, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. And so he's, he, they've structured this to help these men. And oh my gosh, the testimonials from not only the men who are in it, but now that I'm getting to meet the women, the wives of it, the testimonials of, wow, you would not believe the change in my husband. It was like crazy. It was so amazing, whatever, whatever. So Ryan has always had people come to him and say, well, what about the women's version of this? Well, how come, you know, my husband gets to be on this journey of self-betterment and growth and I'm like over here, where's the women's movement for this? And and it was never really anything Ryan thought about. For some reason, he and my husband discussed it. They went hunting last year in Hawaii, and it got brought up. They brought it up together, and they thought about it. And so that's why I joke that Revitalized Womanhood was created by two men in the bush in Hawaii hunting, right? <laughs> and so they brought this back to me, and for me, to, I've always had this passion for women and maybe not even necessarily community as a group, but just as women, supporting women, right? I've always Mm -hmm. been so passionate about that. My other account on Instagram, Pure Imperfection, that's the whole idea behind it was to show women how real life, even though I am traveling around the world, guess what? It's not the staged pictures in the beautiful gown in front of the Eiffel Tower, right? Mm -hmm. It's not. It's looking over from the Eiffel Tower and seeing the garbage cans overflowing and having signs saying, keep away from the rats or watch out for the rats or don't feed the rats. And it's like, oh, that's not, it's like the Instagram versus reality, right? And so my whole goal for this account was same for like motherhood, right? Motherhood is not these picture perfect scenes that you see on Instagram that everybody wants you to believe. Like my house, this bright, shining white kitchen that has no spills and no dishes in the sink like Mm -hmm. whose house is that 
Because I guarantee you, if they took a picture of that and it was clean, what's behind the camera? I want to see what's on the other side of that camera. Because I bet every single thing that was on this side of the camera just got shoved over to this side of the camera mm-hmm. to take that picture. And you're showing it in a, in a self-serving manner of, look at me, look at me, you know? And it's like, mm-hmm. why? Why do we feel the need to do this? You know what? I would rather show a picture of me playing in the mud with my kids or they we went to family pictures and they got filthy and I wanted this perfect scene and really it's me screaming at my kids or we actually set up we did set up this whole this is a perfect example we set up this um I do family pictures every year it's kind of a big deal for me and Mm -hmm. We were traveling, and so I, I set this whole thing up where this guy with this really cool old airplane, like, wheeled it out, and we took pictures in front of it. And I had this vision, this whole, like, expectation, right? Women, that's, we put ourselves, these expectations that we make for ourselves that we're just setting ourselves up for failure every time, I swear. So one scene was going to be us in these totally elegant, like, I had a fur, and I had on a, um, like, ball gown almost looking thing and my husband was in a suit and my kids tuxedos and everything and then the other view of it was us in our total travel gear like my hair is up in a ponytail I'm wearing a hoodie I'm wearing leggings I'm wearing Ugg boots you know my kids are in there we've all got our backpacks on whatever so this was the whole scene in my head well we get out to this full-on setup production and I'm getting our clothes out of the car and I had left the kids tuxedos at home hanging in the closet right and I mean it was everything I could do to try to find tuxedos for a what were they at the time seven and four year old I mean whatever yeah and I just started bawling like I was so upset by it and looking back on it now and even afterwards like yes I was so upset by it and whatever it was fine but I look back on that now and I'm like that is hilarious like why do we set these expectations for ourselves just to be let down? And that's the whole week, like last, uh, my Friday episode and my newsletter today was all about this holiday, right? Where I don't know when this will air, but we're coming into Thanksgiving. And what does that mean for most people? Um, stress, chaos, Mm -hmm. anxiety, um, putting all these expectations on how the house has to look, how the kids have to be dressed, how everybody has to behave and be thankful and not fighting, be grateful for each other, right? You're putting so much pressure on yourself to create this perfect, perfect, quote unquote, right? What is perfect? When it's like, really? The fact that you are here, you have a home, you have food, your, your family is around you, your friends, whatever that is, that is enough, right? Mm-hmm. Like we put these ridiculous expectations on ourselves, and who, where did these expectations come from? Anyway, wow, I kind of went off on a tangent there. That might not I have actually, anything to do with revitalized no, sisterhood, but. I really like that tangent. I'm going to break off. Right yeah, I do that a lot. Because <laughs> I think um, the same thing goes like with perfection, like in all things. And I think we get that from, a lot of it's social media. I mean, I don't know. I, I can't really compare it without social media because, like, I became a mom when there was already social media. Like, I got married. Like, there was social media. Like, all that kind of stuff. And so, 
everyone posts their highlight reel. And especially in the health space, like if you follow health people, they're always like, look at my perfect plate and look at my perfect meal prep and look at my perfect blah, blah, blah. And a lot of times <laughs> I'll post my meal and I'm like, so we had leftovers from this meal and then I pulled leftover protein from here and I still balance my blood sugar, you guys, but none of this food goes together because like it just is what it is. And one time when we were this was back when I was pregnant and something had happened, we were all running late and we were all starving and we grabbed pizza and I shared that on my Instagram and some people are like, oh, you ate pizza. You're a health You're person. The- devil yeah, you can't eat pizza <laughs> and but at the same time I'm just like sometimes that's what happens and I don't want to give you this false reality that every single food that I eat at all times is perfect and everything is perfect just because this is what I do because then I well I mean a step one of your journey is not step 25 of somebody else's journey but also I think so many women don't start they don't try they don't do anything because all they ever see is someone doing it perfect and like I mean and it's I have an expectation me, but there's a bunch of toys all over the floor on the other side yep absolutely 100% right that's I remember when we very first left I was researching because we were researching all the places we wanted to go and so I was reaching out to other travel families and everything and I found one and I'm like oh my gosh and it was funny too because at the time I think she was at 36 countries or something and I'm like oh my gosh I can't believe how have you traveled to that many countries and she's like because I started before you did you know it's like you'll get there too it's true. like it's all it is yeah. it's so simple she's like I just started before you did it's like anything it's mm-hmm. um Ryan having his his membership and his group being how big it is and me over here and it's like well he just started before I did right mm-hmm. and then you touched on it as well as you showing these attainable your your attainable goals because it's genuine and it's you so there's two points to that so a you're human right Mm -hmm. that's we're all human we're not robots that only have this specific thing every day and our day goes exactly the same every day like you've got these factors that get thrown in you can plan out your day perfectly oh I do this all the time you can plan out your day perfectly and then things wrenches constantly get thrown in it's like someone else needs you to do this or the kids got sick at school and you have to go pick them up now or you know whatever you've got all these things that change that's life you have to just give yourself the best foundation that you can have which Mm -hmm. is every other day that you don't get a wrench thrown in yes you're trying to balance your diet you're trying to get all the snacks that you need you're trying to have your balanced your uh blood sugar whatever so you've got that foundation at least so that when these days do come up when you're running and you can't get anything out the door you just grab a snack at least Mm -hmm. you're not going to completely just crash and bottom out because you've built that foundation that's the same thing for our we've got our four categories for four core categories in the sisterhood the sisterhood which is my membership my group my community for revitalized womanhood and we've got these four core categories and they're your beliefs your bonds your body and your biz and so if it, it essentially if you can become the best person that you can in each of these categories which beliefs is my most favorite and that's why it's the first because I will always advocate for filling your own cup if you don't fill your own cup you cannot be expected to do all these things for other people sustainably right Mm -hmm. you can do it for x amount of time 
but then you're going to hit burnout. You're going to be exhausted. You're going to be you're going to be resentful. You're going to start being mad at your husband for not helping you more. You're going to be mad at your kids for not whatever, right? For not getting along with each other and they should be better. Whatever. You're going to just going to be burned out and and everything your nerves are going to just be sitting on the tops of your skin and everything is just going to become bad until you explode. So if you first, yeah, if you first are doing these things like you talk about, like making sure your chemicals or your minerals, sorry, your minerals are balanced and your mm-hmm. your hormones are aligned with what they should be and knowing your cycles so that you know that, hey, today is maybe a day that I need to just plan on being on the couch. Mm-hmm. And that's okay, right? I'm, I'm, I'm talking about being the best you that you can be. Well, guess what? Sometimes that means having a day where you literally do nothing, right? Other than hold your baby. Maybe that's that's what you need. That's your self-care is being able to just sit and rock your baby all day. That's mm-hmm. that's fine. And then know tomorrow that you had that day, so tomorrow the laundry all gets done and the house gets cleaned or whatever whatever that looks like for you. So that's the one part of that is your own cup. And then the second part of that, I should have written down because now I don't know. Mm. It'll come to me. We'll I'll find another rant. We'll yeah. find another rant down this road. <laughs> No, I think uh, consistency over perfection always. And I say this all the time. You, If you strive to be perfect and you keep restarting, you keep restarting, you keep restarting, you'll never get anywhere. But it's like celebrate those small wins and do the consistency over time. Like, you know, that consistency grows and that's how you see the changes. So, so you have your podcast and you have, then you have like the free group and then you have the sisterhood. So kind of like walk me through what each of those do yeah so the the free facebook group revitalized womanhood so revitalized womanhood is basically if you think about it as the umbrella it's the whole group and i have uh, the instagram account the podcast and the free facebook group and the youtube that is all revitalized womanhood so the facebook group is amazing and i love it i will never take away from what it is in the sense that it is a common space for anybody that is a woman to be able to go there. Now that being said, the difference between my membership inside the Revitalized Womanhood, which is called the Revitalized Sisterhood, the difference between what you're going to get and the kind of community experience you're going to get is in Facebook groups, it is what you put into it, right? So Mm -hmm. like right now, if I look over there, I've got a ton of women that are part of it. And I love that. And that's amazing. But they're not really communicating with each other. Like if nobody's there, even even engagement wise, right? Mm -hmm. It's is they're kind of just spectators, right? I kind of compare this to I've got I've got my Instagram account that's my pure imperfection, that's my travel account, right? And I've built this audience and I've grown this huge audience over the years and they watch me, right? Mm -hmm. But if I died tomorrow, would anybody really care? Eh, probably not. Not many, right? And now I've built this community over here, which is revitalized womanhood. And it's it's a community, right? Mm -hmm. It's women who are here for the sole purpose of the message I'm bringing and whatever. So I love this example of I posted and commonalities, right? So I love the example. I posted this picture. I did it on purpose. I actually did it as a, a experiment. 
because on my peer imperfection page, I was very, uh, you know, like politically, I wouldn't be vocal, Mm -hmm. like not too serious about beliefs. It was just, you know, whatever. So I actually posted a picture of my husband. He just shot this huge, beautiful elk because this tag that he had been waiting 20 years to draw was this really famous, like big deal tag, right? Yeah. And I was, and I was so proud of him. And not only the fact that he shot this beautiful animal that's going to give us meat for how many years, right? Mm -hmm. He made so many amazing memories with his dad and with the friends he was with and whatever. He turned it into a full on experience. So I was so excited. So, but I posted it on this pure imperfection that is, uh, you know, audience, right? Mm-hmm. And then I posted it over here on my Revitalized Womanhood, who is my community. And the the response I got back from Pure Imperfection, which I know you can relate to, yeah. was, oh my gosh, that's so disgusting. And this beautiful animal you murdered and blah, 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 these kinds of things that, yes, people have their own opinions and whatever. So I'm not going to like hate them back for that. But that's not in line with what my beliefs are, right? Mm -hmm. And then I look over here on Revitalized Womanhood and everybody's like, congratulations, that's amazing. That meat's going to be so great for you guys. That's so big for your family. Mm -hmm. Great memories. You know, it's just a completely different thing. So in the Facebook group, the free Facebook group, it's kind of like that in regards that you have to ask yourself, are you a spectator? Or are you going to engage in things in your life? Are you going to just sit back and watch things happen? Is this just like an audience situation? Or are you the kind of person that wants to be engaged and wants to put in as much as you get out, right? So over here in the Revitalized Sisterhood, which is my community of Revitalized Womanhood, it is women who are being held accountable, like we talked about. Mm -hmm. They are not only here to set goals and... um, expectations, I shouldn't say expectations because it's such a yucky word, but set goals for themselves in what their vision aligns with, right, for themselves and their family. But then they've also got these other women who are doing the same things and they're all being held accountable by each other and by themselves Mm -hmm. and by me. And, you know, the community, that's how it it operates is we we finally now, we've opened October 1st. So it's not old. It's just a little baby. Right. And Mm -hmm. so now we finally have enough people in there that we've split off into squads, our squads, our teams. And now that it's becoming so intimate, these relationships that these women are building with each other, that you want to live up to what you've, the goals you've set, right. You Mm -hmm. want to be the person that is following through with mm-hmm. the goals that you're setting because these other women are cheering you on and a you don't want to let them down but b you don't want to let yourself down you can see what's going on mm-hmm. so it's just it's just like i said that power of community of women who are have a like like-minded goal in mind mm-hmm. is just so amazing and mm-hmm. it's yeah well i guess coming from the other side so like when i like your podcast, for example, I love that, like, you have all of these women from all different walks of life. Well, I guess Ryan was on and he's a guy, but like, mostly it's women from all of these different walks of life, kind of sharing like their perspective of like how they got there. And so I love that you can, you can, you can find somebody, you're going to find somebody you're like, "Mm, I relate to you. I, I get your story. But then in 
<clears throat> the membership. I love what you said in the beginning where it's like so hard to find friends. <laughs> and I think that always, I am super extroverted. So like I will, like I can talk to a rock. Like if I have to talk to a rock, right? I can do that. But I feel like as I go through different seasons of life and as I get older, I am just like, how do you find like really good friends? You know, like how do you find the ones where you you can call up and be like, oh my gosh, my day was horrible. And yes, I need to vent, but I need like help. <laughs> like I don't need you to just be like, oh, that's horrible. That sucks. But like you need, you need help. You need constructive help to grow. And so um, at least on my squad, like everybody has like different, different goals, like completely different goals because like, you know, some have no kids and then I have a newborn and some have older kids. So we have come and then, yeah, everyone's at a different walk in their life. And so their goals are completely different, but you set them and then it's like, I'm checking in on you Tuesday. And it's like, okay, well, I know I need to get that done because I don't want to show up on Tuesday and be like, well, I didn't do what I said I was going to do. And so I, I just love that the community is there of women who are striving to grow and they're they're you know like if you go up to some random person on the street and you're like well I want to I, I want to be friends I want to have this deep conversation maybe they don't want that but at least here I know that everyone who is joining wants to grow as a person um, grow as a grow as a wife grow as a mom grow like I mean some are not married some don't have kids so just grow but also are willing to like do the work to get there, which is nice because like you're walking into that knowing, okay, you don't know everything. I don't know everything, but let's learn. I love the example of Rick, my husband. He was, he's constantly reading self-help books and constantly reading. It started, I'm sure it was before this, but it of course started, had to start when we lost everything, right? And we had to start building everything back up. And so we were reading things like how to budget and um, what's his name? Is it Dave Ramsey? And and Mm -hmm. anyway, the um, highly effective habits and um, four hour work week and Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and all of these books. He was reading all of these books to better himself and to better his business and whatever. And so he would come to me and he'd be like, oh, you've got to read this book. It just blew my mind. It totally changed like my my outlook on things. And I was like, ew, no, I don't care about that. You know, like, I don't want to read that. I'm a new mom. I have young kids. I, that means nothing to me. I don't care about that. So the headspace that I was in, he couldn't have done anything for me because I thought I was fine. I thought mm-hmm. everything I was doing was fine. However, was I suffering in ways that I didn't really realize? I mean, I knew I was suffering in those ways, but I didn't realize it was because I wasn't searching for mo- more, right? Mm-hmm. I wasn't looking for answers where I don't know if it's youth or or just you're, you're the sum of the five people you hang out with. Right. And some poor Mm -hmm. moms that just are hanging out with their babies all day. It's like, you're the smartest one in the room. So you're not really flexing that muscle in your brain for growth. Right. You're not using that's a muscle and everything's a muscle, like socializing, social skills, everything. It's a muscle. You're not using those muscles. So yeah, my muscles were atrophying as far as personal development. Right. And so he would come to me with these books. So literally 
not six months ago, I was still feeling this way. I was like, I'm great. You know, everything I'm doing is great. I still have all these problems that, uh, right? We talk about the root of what the problem is, where the underlying yeah. is, even though you're trying to slap a Band-Aid on it. It's fine. It's fine. I'm listening to a podcast right now of this, how to fix your marriage. It's fine. It'll mm-hmm. all be fine, whatever. But what's the root? Where's the root, right? So anyway, I was in that state. So I can kind of understand. I mean, I can totally understand where a lot of women are coming from until June when Rick and Ryan came to me and said, do you want to be part of this? And I was like, instantly, yes, it was just felt totally right. And I started working towards bettering myself to become the best version of myself I could be for these women who I was essentially saying, come do this with me. And this is why. So as soon as we read even that first book, I had read some beforehand, but when we read that first book in our first month, I'm sorry, I'm freezing. I'm like (laughs) shivering. (laughs) As soon as we read that first book, Atomic Habits, which is kind of like the foundation of books, I think, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right? Everybody should read that book. It blew my mind. And that thing's been in my Audible with my husband's Audible like forever, right? I should have been reading it and I just never did. And then I read it and it blew my mind because my brain had kind of clicked into this new way of thinking. And and those kind of books, ladies, I'm going to tell you. If you're not reading them, you really should be because you think of them as like business books. Mm -hmm. They're not, you can, I mean, a lot of them are, but some of them you can relate to your own experiences as a mother, as your own experiences as a wife, as a homemaker, as a college student, as anything, you know, especially these ladies whose kids all leave their home and now they feel like, well, now Mm -hmm. what do I do? You know, they've been living their whole life for their kids and it's like, well, now what? These are things these are things that you can start flexing those muscles again, right? Start doing the workouts that you need to to increase your productivity and your growth mm-hmm. in like say a social setting. You've been living with, with your kids and doing everything for them. Well, now what? You don't have any friends, right? Well, so now mm-hmm. you've got to get out there and start figuring out how to make friends or or are you the kind of person that now that you don't have all these schedules to keep with your kids, you're kind of just becoming lazy in your mm-hmm. own home and your own home is kind of falling apart. You know, these are, it's, it's just an interesting thing to think back on now that I have made the shift. And I think any of the members in the sisterhood right now would agree to this is we didn't think there was necessarily a problem Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing that it was like, oh, wow, I could have been functioning better. It's like you yeah. telling your listeners, if you just take the magnesium, it'll get better. And they're like, mm-hmm. okay, whatever. And then they start taking it and they're like, oh, wow, that did get better. That's so yeah. crazy. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. But now that it's mm-hmm. fixed, I feel like I was missing this. Mm-hmm. Well, I think like we are community people like just you know as a whole so i mean just to wrap up here i so we have women from all walks of life single business owners work in corporate have kids married without kids like married kids are all moved out <laughs> like all, yeah. all different walks of life and so i know sometimes you're like oh well business i don't have a business but you kind of do like you're the CEO of your life (laughs) if you think about it like organizational and growth and so I know we always are mostly on here talking about 
health and like how to make your health better. But I really think that community is such a big part of your health and your growth because um, that's one of the biggest things that I hear from women in like the programs when they're ending. They're like, oh my gosh, I have to say goodbye to everybody that I've been doing this with. And a lot of them still keep in touch with each other because uh, it just fills up your cup and community is really, really important. So I just, I encourage you to, um, I encourage you to listen to the podcast. I encourage you to join the free group. You know, you never know that you, you may find somebody (laughs) along that route when you're like, oh, there's my new best friend and you got to meet him across the internets. I have had that happen. Yeah. Actually, I, I definitely advocate for getting rid of toxic relationships Because, and not even necessarily toxic, definitely get rid of toxic, but even the relationships that you are just holding on to so tightly that because you were friends in high school, you have to be friends now. That's Mm -hmm. not true because even though you love this person, it's fine to not kill yourself trying to have dinner with them every two weeks or whatever, Mm -hmm. or try to get together with them. You're, you're creating so much, you're expelling so much energy is that the right way of saying it trying to put into this relationship where you cannot because you're not the same person you were in high school you are completely different and now does that friend have kids and now you've got kids or is that friend Mm -hmm. not married not married and married that's these are things in life that cause so many rifts and make it so hard to continue having relationships I'm not saying you have to be so rude and be like oh I hate you I don't have time for you no I'm just saying it's fine to kind of let those relationships go where they need to go so that you can have room to foster new relationships with people that support you in your life now that mm-hmm. that organically fit that that you sh- you don't have to give out so much energy to try to maintain because they fit so organically in your life right it's like an influencer that gets told if i'm over here and i'm promoting hunting and then over here I'm trying to say I'm a vegan it's like wait what or you know what I mean like you can't you can't you have to be genuine to yourself so that goes with your relationships so when you find a community like this like yours like mine when you find a community it's those kind of relationships and the reason that all of a sudden you're like oh my gosh you're like my best friend we've only met once like Mm -hmm. it's because it's so natural and so organic to what you have in your life. It kind of feels like the other half to the puzzle, right? It just mm-hmm. fits. So, yeah. yeah. Mm. I love that. Well, I will place your podcast and group and all that stuff in the show notes. Don't know if you have any last thoughts. No, thank you. That's It's so easy. It's Revitalized Womanhood for everything we are. It's so easy. If you go to the revitalizedwomanhood.com, it has everything you could possibly find there, the YouTube, the episodes, everything. But I will encourage your listeners to go to the website and do the four weeks to a fresh start because mm-hmm. if you even are curious about what it takes to kind of start switching your mind into a growth betterment journey whatever I think they're already there because they are listening to your podcast and Mm -hmm. so this this is an easy free way for them to take that next step and Mm -hmm. start towards what we're kind of about over in my community yeah and it's totally free guys so go sign up well thank you very much for having on 
Thanks, girl. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Balancing Hormones Naturally. If you found this helpful, I would love for you to share it with a friend and post it on your stories and tag Balancing Hormones Naturally podcast so we can get this message out. You can find me on Instagram at Leah underscore B-R-U-E-G and I would absolutely love to hear from you.